0: Since he's ready for the Big 12, it's, it was time for them. I am fired up. It's a blessing to be able to be in this league with y'all. You know, putting on for UC.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Go Beer Cats podcast, part of the Catskiller Social Club. I'm Brandon, he's Darren, and we are here once again in our weekly installment of the Go Beer Cats podcast. Darren, how's it going, brother?
0: It's going. <laughs> Live the <It's> dream. <laughs>
1: yeah. We, uh, before we even hit record, we took it off the rails. So not to leave, you know, too much in the green room, but uh, we decided to hurry up and hit record here. It is a uh, another week of talking about the Bearcats loss. It's um it's another week of talking about what could have been or what should be. Um all I know is Darren that I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to wave the visor.
0: <laughs> I don't have
1: a white flag, so I'm waving the visor. The I don't know how or who defeated me. But I'm officially defeated and I'm calling an end to the beer strike. I can't take it anymore. I set here a, a defeated and humbled man and uh I can I can call it call it quits and, and wave the white flag when, when I see it need to be done. So it's I gotta call it. I can't do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're about to sit there and fortunate to, to making positive life changes and stuff at this point.
1: No, uh, <laughs> this, this team will not be responsible for those <laughs> of decisions. Can't be, can't do it, Darren. Cannot do it. You know. So let's just jump into it. Let's. This is the time for a beer. Uh, hopefully, you've seen uh, the new uh, ongoing series that on the Catscaller YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time for a beer. Uh, Coomer has an has an episode or a uh, a clip out, I guess you could say. I do as well, and uh, we're looking to do some beer reviews around the city and beyond, wherever you know we might be. So uh, look out for more of those. And if you are not yet, um, why are you not subscribed to the or Social Club YouTube? Go ahead and do that now while you're while you're tuned in here. While I read this this ad, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That'd be a good you know sort of. Uh, halfway point here for you so time for beer i'm back on the train back on it rocking the rain from fretboard here Oktoberfest. uh it feels amazing Oktoberfest, like weather here today where's the camera there's the camera there she is so it is brought to you by the delhi liquor store our first sponsor of the show they have you covered not only with a great beer selection with new beer drops almost every day but everything you need for a great tailgate from wine liquor and cigars anything in between and uh be sure to check out the downstairs tap room options as well so that's that's what i'm drinking here darren because damn it i need a beer
0: yeah i mean i was prepared to ride out with you so i was just sticking with my water today uh i should have give you a on.
1: um after pretty much like the third series yesterday on Saturday, I should I should say, who knows when the listeners are listening to this? But after the, about the third series against Iowa State, I said I need a beer, and I need one now. And uh, yeah, so we're just not looking back here. There's too much stuff going on in October anyway. Wedding anniversary, my wife's birthday was this past weekend. My birthday is coming up in, in a couple of uh, in a couple of days, like about ten days or so. So there's too much drinking going on. I can't let. The football Bearcats hold me back any longer. I just can't do it.
0: Yeah, you got to live your life. I'll be joining you uh, at the end of October in the October wedding anniversaries. So that is right. Yeah.
1: Congratulations again, man.
0: Thank you. That's um, good stuff. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I, uh, <laughs> are you, uh, is it going to be a, a local wedding or is it more of a destination? Yeah,
0: we're keeping it local. Uh, it's going to be at, uh, at Finley Market. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. The, the columns. Uh, so. It's uh, going to be a good
1: time. Looking forward to Absolutely. celebrating. Love it. Uh, I know you were kind of taking a uh, a time out from from tailgating and uh, being in crowds of thirty thousand plus uh, <laughs> for a little bit, just to you know keep uh keep the. Uh,
0: the immune system right you know that's, it.
1: That's, it. that's exactly what i was looking for uh so, you know you're, you were taking a break so you were not at the den tailgate this for homecoming the homecoming is usually the only game or tailgate that i miss i always go back to the fraternity house to to do those things and had a good time doing that but uh i'm sure we weren't missed that much as, as the, the den has, has a lot of stuff going on so uh I had a good time at the Fraternity House, though. I put up a little you know, summary of it on, on YouTube as well. It was a good time. Saw some people I haven't seen in know, a long, long time, like 2011, 2012. So um, always good to, to go back and see some familiar faces that you haven't seen for a while.
0: Yeah, no, my FOMO was uh, was real. Uh, mm. <laughs> I got a lot of texts from people. Uh, hey, where are you? Are you here? Because you know, they know at this point I'm the, the, the tailgate guy. I'm at the din. You know, more often than not, Um, even had a friend who was there with uh, their fiance, who is from UK. He does. He went to the UK. So but he was there (laughs) celebrating. So um, we try to make it festive here at home, uh, at least to carry some of the spirit, you know, took some special food and wore the gear around the house. And but it was a a tough one to watch. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and we can certainly get into that, Darren. It was a cold, wet, and overall poor performance uh, after after the tailgating scene and and on the field at Nippert. Uh, I like I said, pretty much right out of the gate, I thought I thought we were in trouble. And uh, cell service is not great in Nippert. I think everyone knows that. And I'm I'm trying to fire off some thoughts, and they're they're just not going through and i'm just like you know what if i can't get these things off you know in real time it's it's not worth it but uh, you know a couple of those tweets were i think we're in trouble um so you know sitting sitting at at home uh, taking the game in what do you what what's, what's your takeaways what's what's some of your thoughts what are you what's what do you want to talk about first i guess
0: um you know for a second i thought we were we were in that game um not that we were ever really out of it until we were really out of it. Um but you could just tell uh they were just flat at a certain point. Um I, I feel I feel uh I feel a little disappointed that they kinda made a liar out of me last week when I, I spoke to the fight that this team had. Uh or yeah last week the, the uh, speaking of the fight they had against BYU. Um mm-hmm. you know all our games at this point we were there was always a, a real heavy chance but there was just everything just kind of went wrong with this game um the spirit was broken <laughs> um and they were not willing <laughs> either so it, it uh it, it just after that after a certain point it just looked rough we were obviously still in it statistically going into half um but there was just so much so many just messy things happening it felt worse than that going into the halftime
1: I 100% agree with you there. From from sitting in the stands, like right at, right at about halftime, or coming out of halftime, it w- it was it got colder. It started to rain. Uh, the student section dipped. Some people were were giving them uh, shit about that on on social media. Uh, I, I can't blame them uh, at, at all. I'm not going to say that they were in the wrong for that. Uh, the writing I thought was kind of on the wall uh, from the performance that we had seen. So far, and you're going to ask me to sit there in the rain and endure another half of what I would call in or just uninspired football. I, I don't think yeah, really. I'm going to do that, uh, which sucks because I really wanted to be Iowa State. Yeah, uh, I have a long history of talking about how <laughs> I am not a fan of their football program or their coach or the you know corrupt football playoff, thinking that they were better than us when they weren't a couple years ago. So you know, just for just for those sort of reasons, I, I wanted to uh, to take that uh, the series lead right off the bat from Iowa State, and that is not what happened after a bye week, which I thought we should have been way more prepared for. Mm-hmm. I thought we we should have come out and, and player played a little bit more inspired ball, but what I think we saw was all three uh, all three aspects of the game mm-hmm. offense, defense, special teams just came out flat and honestly as a whole game it was their worst performance of the year from what what what, no matter i don't don't, like however you want to look at it like we talked about oklahoma we talked about um even miami we talked we BYU. we should we could have won all of those games Mm -hmm. we were you know take away a mental mistake uh you know a a misthrown ball a blocked field goal Mm -hmm. just these one like one or two plays could have made a huge difference, and Saturday I thought this was the first game where it wasn't as cl- it wasn't that close.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It it didn't feel it didn't feel like we were one or two plays away from from winning this game, and maybe that was just kind of like maybe that's just me. You know, that's, I'm mm-hmm. happy to to hear what what your thought process was, but I don't know if it was just the environment, you know, the rain everything playing into it that it just kind of felt like, man, this game wasn't nearly as close as it should have been.
0: Yeah. And, and I was, I was about to say, this is a weird game. Um, not in the sense that, uh, oh, we were, you know, just, just, just this close or um, awkward things happen. It's more so that the MO of this team so far has been, they've been competitive, but they've shot themselves in the foot.
1: Yeah. hundred um, percent.
0: And it's, it was, it was, before the conversation was how do we get get over those humps? That's like stopping this team from taking the next step. Um, This time, we just got beat. And it wasn't like every down, every second, we were just beat. It it was – and we were warned that their offense was very boom or bust. Mm -hmm. We got beat on every single boom. Yes. The big players did not get stopped.
1: They did not get stopped. And as as our friend Nick Bauer Kind of brought up in the discord if we can go ahead and shout him out he's mm-hmm. we're going to talk about several different things that, that he brought up we sure should have probably just invited them on the podcast yeah. just to, uh that's maybe an oversight by me I'll, I'll take responsibility for that should have invited him on here but the first thing that he pointed out we can talk about are those big plays that you just mentioned mm-hmm. uh levi from wide right Ninety light last week told us it was a boomer bust offense. And uh we said that was unfortunate because we tend to give up big plays. Mm-hmm. And we certainly did that. Oh. We gave up plays, we gave up a seventy-two yard kick return, a seventy-five yard pass, a thirty yard pass, and a thirty-one yard pass, all while not converting any plays of our own for over twenty yards. Yeah. That's whew, that's not a that's not the way to do it with a team that kind of lives for the boomer bust on offense. Well,
0: just that, we gave up a trick play too. Oh,
1: the the field goal
0: yeah oh uh i mean you get your play the the penalties you know also um you you just when there are chances for us to make big plays and against their big plays it just did not happen on a consistent enough basis um you, you you know for whatever reason it is you know each time whether it's you know no one tracked the guy coming out um you know uh kickoff coverage is poor are you simply get beaten on the the actual touchdown it, it just not nothing went as it should have and maybe saying nothing went right is giving too much credit to the the luck factor it, it's 100% playing they should have played better they uh <laughs> they they should have been more inspired coming out of the 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 break just as a team, as a unit, as the Cincinnati Bearcats football team, they did not play well at all.
1: You know, and I think Cincinnati athletics, mm-hmm. not just the football team, but I think this could apply to basketball. Uh, I mean, it 100% applies to basketball, and it can probably um, translate to some of the other, like, fringe sports as well. But mm-hmm. when you think Cincinnati sports, like, like what do you think of? Like, we, we talk about, like, that uh that clifton grit right like with that that toughness that that mentality that you maybe you're maybe you know on paper you're better than us but we we're going to come out and we're going to give you everything that we have and play our best because we know we 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 do have that grit i did not see that saturday at all Uh, after a bye week you think i just had a lot higher expectations taking a break hit reset mode you and i talked about it uh, last week, you know, are they going to get back to fundamentals? Or are they going to add some some wrinkles into what they're already trying to do? You know, it didn't seem. I, I would definitely say they didn't add any wrinkles, but it didn't seem like they got any better at what they were trying to do or what they were good at. Yeah, no. I think you can look at the uh, the the box score and sort of help. I, that could help me prove my point here. When when you have Corey Kiner rushing 11 times for 29 yards. You have Emory Jones being the leading rusher once again, 15 carries for 72 yards. That's pretty much the only way he can be effective at this point of the season because we're a one-dimensional team. And when we can't run the ball effectively, we are in serious trouble.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're, we really count on the run game to get us going. Um and you know, you see during the broadcast, they said a lot uh, as far as when it when it comes to Emory, they need you know they they need to get them in motion, and then they also need to give them one read and then go. Um, early on, on our you know our, our first two scoring drives, of, you know uh, you saw a little bit of that. You know they are you know mm-hmm. run a little bit, throw run you know. You can tell they they ha- they at this point they've settled into what they want him to do. Um, eventually, just the wheels fell off on everything. Of. Um, and, you, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, I I want to ask like because I think I agree with you that they've pretty much said Emory, this is what we need you to do. Mm-hmm. Because good things usually happen when you take off and run, mm-hmm. whether it's designed or you know a uh, broken play or whatever. But when that's the only option that we have to, mm-hmm. you know, to gain positive yards or, or to make a play, like what do you like? Is that the the direction? Like well, I, I guess like ha- that brings us to even a more one dimensional team when we're not mm-hmm. even handing the ball off to run it. Like that just doesn't that just make us a, an easier team to to beat or to to game plan for? Yeah,
0: uh, I mean, yes. Obviously, the the idea is to make. Emory beat you with his arm, um, but you, 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 you give him those, those directions and have him use his natural running ability to open up his pass game, this is the idea in practice. Um, so that way they respect the run, they have to be ready for it, you can then give him options and time when it's time to throw.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But... If the guys are, it doesn't matter if, 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 if Iowa State is getting home and, and getting through your line and blowing your offensive line up with three guys <laughs> and there's, and they, they have a spy on the quarterback still. Mm-hmm. In case, just in case he takes off. I mean, right. at, at a certain point, it's not just scheming, it's getting beat man to man, too. So,
1: are you so, there's a, a lot of strong opinions out there about, you know, moving forward as a, as a, as a football program, I guess Mm -hmm. a lot of people, we saw, we saw Mm Lichtenberg come in uh, towards the end of the game. It it was the fourth quarter, right? Fourth quarter,
0: like five minutes to go.
1: Five. That's what I thought. So are you, are you reading into that at all? Are you trying to, look into the, the crystal ball and, and predict the future with with that happening this Saturday?
0: Um, I don't think it's completely telling. I wouldn't read too far into it. I mean, there's a possibility there that they are seeing what they have, but only so far as a, okay, well, Emory's done for the day. We're not going to win this game. If something happens, then something happens. So it's more so seeing what they have in that way, just in okay. case. But I, I think it's more a saving body because at this point, um, as weird as it is, I think everybody still gives us our best chance to win when he's on. Um, obviously, he's not always on. He's and he's not the best quarterback in the world. That's that's obvious to see. You know, you I mean he also he he also beat up Ben Bryant for the job. That's not to say who's the better quarterback at that point. But one was the right fit for this offense. And what they want to do and the other one wasn't yeah you can you can put brady in but brady is a pocket passing quarterback our offense up until this point has been built around dual threats or at least primary run force it's the only thing we can do yeah like but that's also a sad of offense like that's how he plays his offenses that's you know that's how he was at louisville um that's that's how he's trying to build it here um so i mean <sighs> You can yeah sure you can put Brady in uh you know you can start them. if it really comes down to it they'll make a change but at this point it's kind of up in the air if they really if it really matters you know uh,
1: yeah I, I think there's i mean there's still well we're we're halfway through the season mm-hmm. right now so right right we're we've officially hit, hit that halfway mark there's still games to be won yes right we have Not a tough October schedule ahead of us. Um, It could be argued that Kansas is our toughest game left on the schedule. Maybe you want to say West Virginia, although I think they're starting to – I'm not going to call them fraudulent yet, but things (laughs) might be trending that way. Uh, So I I feel as though if you throw in Lichtenberg or if you throw in uh, House Bearcat, Brady Drogosh – if you throw in either one of them, you're, you're admitting that the season is over basically just to get them reps and time as uh, you know, some experience under their belt. I would see that much. I could see that like the last like two or three games of the season. If things are still going very poorly for us, which I'm not saying that they won't, things are, are showing that, you know, the, even the next, you know, three weeks here against a less than stellar competition Lineup, we will probably still struggle. Not that we can't pull out a few wins, but I think if if you put those guys in now, either one of those guys, you're admitting like, hey, we're just going out here to get these guys some reps and snaps, mm. and that's that's all that we're looking uh, all that we're looking to do. I don't know if 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 we're ready to to do that yet.
0: Well, you're for for one thing, we're not going to put Brady D out there at all this year. You're not going to burn that that red shirt. Yeah, <laughs> um, you may see. Lichtenberg well, you're allowed four
1: games, though, right? You're to, He's only been in one, right?
0: Uh I mean, yeah, he's only had a little bit of time, but at a certain point, you also do you also want to get him banged up behind an offensive front that has been less than stellar?
1: That's but, a great point. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: you know, uh, you, I mean, you're also again, if, if you put Lichtenberg in, you're at, you're you're being asked to switch the style of your offense. Now, Grant, that may somehow just work out. Uh, you know. It, Maybe these guys would be better in that protection and switching it up that way. But again, you've been building your offense and teaching these guys. You won't, you know you're supposed to be a you run first, run first, dual threat quarterback behind the the, the wheel, and that's how your offense is going to play. And you're supposed to stretch the defense with your runs. I don't know if these guys can do it at this point, like, as far as... Like, I don't, I don't, even even if, if for for Brady L, who doesn't have, you know, you have to worry about bringing a, a, a redshirt at this point because he's your direct backup. Yeah. I mean, it's a possibility. I just don't know how feasible it's going to be with the changes and the difference in style for him as a quarterback.
1: I think, I mean, you're right. It's a very stark difference between the skill sets, either one, one, two, or or the third option. They're uh, a little bit different of a skill set. And you bring up a good point about the line. There's not a whole lot of things that this line, this offensive line, I should say, has done that would, uh, you know, give me confidence in protecting, you know, the the quarterbacks or the quarterback of the future. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm putting my trust in them right now at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, that actually kind of brings me to the segue. You know, that line is 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 held together with duct tape and and you know WD 40. It like it, it was a patchwork offense to begin the season because if you forget if let's not forget Fick took two of our, our starting offensive linemen. Uh well I guess I guess technically one wouldn't be starting because he was out all season as, and didn't play center. But who definitely would have been on the line this year if he had stayed. And took two of those guys with him to Wisconsin. So you, you had a, you had a bunch of guys who were left over who played had limited snaps, and then the starting center. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: left over. Um, you're asking a lot there, and that's not to make excuses. That's just the fact the the, the fact of the matter. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: What is? Uh, again sort to, to, to sort of mm-hmm. circle back here what's what's sort of alarming for me is is the it doesn't seem well like mm-hmm. it, it seems like we're not getting better to put it you know lightly or, or mildly we more harsh view might be like we're getting worse as as the weeks go by mm-hmm. we're we're talking about you know giving up a 72 yard kick return our so our special teams has you know slid backwards Mm -hmm. um our our defense i i I still think our uh, our d line has um is a a bright spot on on the team Mm -hmm. Uh, i think teams are learning sort of how to combat that a little bit more now um you know especially with with some evidence on on saturday Uh, it doesn't seem like we're getting to the quarterback as much uh, I haven't given a, a, you know, a deep dive into, you know, tackles for losses or anything, mm-hmm. uh, or anything, but it just doesn't seem like they're quite as effective because teams know that they can throw on us. It doesn't take a whole lot to, uh, to make that happen, honestly. And, uh, a tweet that I saw, I don't know if you saw this, Darren, about Sammy Anderson saying that he's been healthy since week one mm-hmm. and he's, the medical staff is, has kept him out, Uh, So, you know, I can I can always see that there's there's some pushback, you know, like, oh, I feel good. I feel good. You know, I can go out there and the medical staff being like, oh, you're not, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. sure you feel good, but you're not completely healed yet. You got to you know wait for this and this. Like, I can see that, you know, that relationship being testy at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's sort of a, you know, another little wrinkle inside of all of this, because I think he would definitely help our secondary because it doesn't take much for us to get worse i don't even know if that's possible
0: well i mean there there's there's a caveat to that you know it's actually kind of the same thing with when i said throwing pretty drugish out there you know with the season in the the state that it's in at this point is it worth it to go out there and rush yourself back out there for and statistically obviously we're not eliminated from going to get a bowl game at this point mm-hmm. now the way things are trending it doesn't look very likely but we are yeah. not out of that stretch, but do you would you really want to rush him back? You know, and for, yeah. for example, Sauce this weekend also tweeted about being on the customer protocol and and saying, "Oh, I feel fine." I mean, now the difference between the same answer and Sauce is, you know, Sauce is a multi million dollar you know asset <laughs> for that team, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, yeah. um, but. <laughs> You know the the, the same can be said. You 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 still have value as a person. Don't throw that away when you don't need to. Yeah. You know. What well,
1: we have the Baylor Bears coming in next week. Yes. The Baylor Bears are two and four. They have been one of the bigger disappointments, I think, probably from from the Big Twelve so far. Uh, you know, I know Long Island gave them a game. It was. It ended up 30 to 7 but it was seemed like it was a lot closer than that uh you know through three quarters uh they have not necessarily lived up to expectations which a handful of teams in the Big 12 have not I'll throw Texas Tech under the bus there they have although they they beat Baylor uh they have have not lived up to to many people's projections we have them coming in in a must must win game for just for morale just for i think people are sort of ready to jump ship or they're at least talking like that they are this should be this should not be a 30 to 10 loss by any any measures here but will will the bearcats be ready will they come ready to play can they get back to you know playing good football or good as a you know what? Better than what Saturday was is what I meant by, by good football. Yeah. Uh, not that we've seen good football from them necessarily since week one. But what's what's your take on the on Baylor and and what they have to offer coming in this week?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, it's unfortunate. It's not for us to, to to say will they be ready or not. That's 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 going to be unfortunately that's going to be up to the coaching staff and the players themselves. True to and we, we've talked about having a look in the mirror. That should have been – the soul-searching should have been what happened after the, the BYU game or maybe after the Miami game or maybe after mm-hmm. the bye week. But, again, you're at another crossroads here with how do you want to finish your season? You know, seniors, how do you want to go out? Do you – people who, you know, who realize maybe they're not going to the NFL next year. Like, do you want to savor those last moments of playing the sport you love? You know? do you want to coach for your job? I'm not, it's not really not there not, not as far as Satterfield goes. He's not going anywhere. He's not getting fired anytime no. soon. Maybe some assistants might get the ax. Obviously you still got to pay them because they're, you know, <laughs> everyone's under contract, but that's a lot easier to, to, to get rid of than a head coach. Um, so, you know, on paper, yes, we, we should win this game. Um, Will we, who knows? College football is weird, man. We ju- we just had a, a a weekend where four different games came down to the wire, and when you thought it was over, it wasn't over. So uh, the, the the possibility for anything is there. Um, Baylor of themselves, same record, two and four. Um, you know, the hope for them was that they would be a much improved team because they showed a lot of fight last year, you know, even playing spoiler to, to teams like OU. Um but you know, looking at their stats, I mean your lead, leading passer in, in Blake Chapin, 920 yards. Um, rushing is isn't anything to be desired really either. Um best back is at 229, uh, two eight, two, and then split two twenty-eight. So a very even even uh split between their top running backs there. Um but again, not an amazing uh Show
1: of stats on that. Um. I also, I also think I think Baylor kind of like BYU plays into our strengths when it comes to defense. Baylor is not good at stopping the run by by any measures. They give up 184 yards a game on the ground. Um, again, when, when I'm when we both stayed up to watch the, the BYU game until two in the morning. What I saw was the team that ran the ball 47 times, the Bearcats, gashing the defense, and then at times when it seemed like it was an easy choice to run the ball, we didn't run the ball. I, th- I thought we should have ran it 70 times, 80 times. <laughs> you know, just like make them stop you. When you're gaining six to eight yards of play, there's nothing wrong with Moving down the field like that, mm-hmm. I think that's another. Uh, that's going to be an, uh, the same situation against Baylor. At least that's what it looks like right now. Where we can just feed Kiner, feed Miles Montgomery, let Emory Jones take off, and just doing that alone, we should be able to to make some noise on Saturday.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, I mean, these get the, the that they got the that rooms gotta want it. They gotta want it. Um obviously we reflect back on on uh, the words of Satterfield, harsh though they may be factual, they actually are. <laughs> uh they haven't they these guys these guys aren't home run hitters, at least they haven't proven that they can be home run hitters and, and, and taken the distance. Uh was running a little harder uh, a little hard to start the, the game uh the other day. So I, I felt a little uh optimistic about that when it started yeah. out. Um mm-hmm. But eventually, obviously, that just the game went nowhere. Um, but it's there; it's inside those guys. They got they 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 gotta want it. They gotta hit those holes. They if you hit contact, make sure you drag the guy with you. Um, the opportunity is there. Uh, and like I said last week, every game is gonna be a get right game until we get right. <laughs> um, but I agree. With, I agree with you on the the rushing attack. Uh, I think we need to stick with what we're good at. Um, Obviously, if they watch film, they're going to try to, to to take that away.
1: Yeah, I think the
0: counter needs to be to find to change up the actual running concepts. then. if they, you know, take away what we uh, we want to start out with, um, they want to take away the inside. Make sure, find a way to go outside. Find a way to go short game swings. Uh, in a, you know, low or high percentage passes, starting behind the line of scrimmage whatever it may be. Um, Obviously, the game hasn't been played yet, so we'll see how that shakes out. Um, But again, a good opportunity for us there. And then you can start airing out.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, the the Bearcats are a one-point favorite on Saturday, which is, again, kind of unique. But uh, that's kind of a – I don't know if that's more of a testament to how bad Baylor has been so far. Or somebody somewhere in Vegas still believing in the home field advantage that is Nippert, or some <laughs> combination of, of of the two. I don't know, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see us be able to, to run the ball down their throats until they have to, you know, stack the box with all eleven guys or, or something crazy, and and then we, we can make them pay through the air, which is you know something that we've not necessarily seen so far this year, but I think we're more than capable of. Darren, I want to circle back to, to something here that you you just brought up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people calling for the coach's head. A lot of people calling for Emory Jones's head. Um, I don't know where they think we're going to get thirty million dollars or whatever <laughs> it is that we would owe Satterfield. Um, I don't also don't know where the where their patience is really. Mm-hmm. What I did do earlier today is I went back and I did a, an advanced Google search. On people's thoughts and thoughts and feelings on Fickle Mm. through his uh, first year here, and um, I'm not going to call anyone out, but (laughs) I did I did look up the receipts, and they are out there. Uh, Many people were not a fan of of Mr. Luke Fickle after his first uh, six or seven games, and we we can talk about that a little bit more. And thanks again to our 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 friend Nick Bauer, who has uh, brought some uh, some things. Uh, to light for us, but, you know, I thought that was, and he gave me that idea, so I, I went back and I looked at Twitter, and people were acted the same way then as they are doing right now. Um, you know, m- maybe the Cincinnati football Bearcat program isn't as turnkey as we thought it is or, you know, thought it, it should be or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I don't think that there's, like, I, I, again, I, I'm not calling for Satterfield's head yet. I, I think it's still way too early in the prog- process of everything. I would love to be winning these games, but precedent is not necessarily there for, for that to happen. I'm not saying that he's not to blame for anything. I think you have to inspire a team to come out and, and play better and be more prepared after a bye week, 100%. Um, our friends over at Cincy Slangen brought this idea up a couple weeks ago about our offensive coordinator. And listeners and Darren – Everyone here can take Take two or three seconds, and think of the name of our offensive coordinator. It's not Tom Manning. He never got here. He he got held up in, in, in Indianapolis. But our, after a quick Google search by myself here a second ago, when when you reminded me of this, our offensive coordinator coordinator' his name is Brad Glenn, almost as forgettable as he is, in terms of his role on this team. I think it, I'm. we know Satterfield calls the plays. He's supposed to be this sort of, you know, offensive minded guy. Uh, I don't know if that's, if we've seen that this season yet or not, but maybe one of his biggest mistakes so far is hiring someone that will not, or at least has not yet challenged him at all. Maybe, you know, you, you got to, I think it's probably easy to have a, a room full of yes men. I'm not saying that they are all that, but I think from what I've seen here, you don't necessarily have a an offensive coordinator that says, "Hey, let me take the reins on this." You be more the the CEO that he is when it comes to recruiting, right? He, mm-hmm. He's he's had a put in a, a new position in place to, to sort of uh, head the the recruiting side of things, but he has a much more hands on. Um, attempt or a much more hands-on approach when it comes to, you know, being on the field, calling plays. I think that that might be his short-sightedness to, to not have a guy there that can say, this is what we're doing. This isn't working. Let's do this. What do we think about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, you're going to see that a lot, especially when coaches have a a preference for their side of the ball. Um, Yeah. it, 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 I'm not out on it yet completely, uh, give it time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just looking at receipts for people back in the day too. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 uh, how people feel in the moment is always, uh, um, always fun to look at, especially after your head's been cleared and time has passed. So, uh, i he receipts for a lot of uh, like a lot of uh, eras of Bearcat football at this point. Um, uh, I mean, even looking back at uh, Tuberville when he got here, you know. Um, well, I was
1: at that intro press conference. I was hyped.
0: Everyone was hyped. Other people, when Luke Fickle got here, you know, oh uh, well, he was 800, mm. you know, eight hundred or five hundred at, at OSU. You know, led them in the eight win season. That's not their ceiling uh you know i mean we got a conference championship the first two seasons of <laughs> bill i mean it, you you remember what how it ended versus how it began on that um yeah. and in credit to nick bauer again on some you know throwing stuff out there uh you know what 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 the Luke Fickle when he started was what one win versus the FCS by eight points um over Miami getting destroyed by Navy. Uh, you know, you know,
1: giving up 500 yards to Navy
0: 500 yards, you know, down 31 to zero at, you know, in nip at night against Marshall. Um, (laughs) you know, one, a mercy killing against, uh, UCF. Um, and then, you know, getting run over through by, by South Florida of all people, South Florida. Um, just not a not a great time. Um, and then you look at how, you know, again, start out amazing with Tommy Tuberville, um, especially in a transition year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, he's here to get us to the Big 12. Remember those lines? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a, a revamped uh Biggie's 2.0 American Athletic Conference at that point. Um, yeah. And we were, you know, Competitive those first few years, but at that point, more of a just average team at a certain point, and then just getting run through. Um, And it's just, I don't like what I'm seeing with our team so far. It's not fun to lose, and it's not fun to have a homecoming game like that where there's just no spirit. But also, in good consciousness, I cannot give up on any coach after their first season.
1: yeah, no, I, I think you're you're reasonable and and maybe a little bit more level-headed than some people out there. Um, and, and you know I, I tend to agree with you. You know those those things that that uh, Bower pointed out in, in the discord that you just mentioned uh, are all things to to consider and you know take in as we you know walk this journey into the big 12 year one um and i I think it was it's it was a completely different vibe because we were so excited to get rid of tommy tuberville we would have hired anyone off the street literally anyone and we would have been like at least he isn't tommy tuberville and we'd have been thrilled uh some, you know, some people didn't like the, the fickle hire. I wasn't sold on it immediately either, you know, with uh, Mr. Ohio State coming down the highway here and, and taking over. And I yeah. think he did a lot of, like, sort of cringy things very, uh, in the program to, yeah. to start things <laughs> off until he, until he got a better feel, you know, for, for what was happening here because I don't think he knew a whole lot about the program. And, you know, listening to those uh, first – just press to drive. Conferences or, or, or anything like, yeah this guy's got a, a little bit to learn about you know cincinnati here um but, but we were just so excited to, to get rid of tuberville and i, I kind of brought this up a couple episodes ago and i was like i'm not going to make this comparison yet but i think it's it's time i don't think he is tommy tuberville that's no. the 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 bad taste left in everyone's mouth. That's what everyone remembers. I think when it's said and done, I think Satterfield will be much closer to Butch Jones and what he was here than Tommy Tuberville. There are people out there that believe Butch Jones was a good coach here. I damn sure I'm not one of those people. Hold the road. I, I, hold, Yeah, I thought he was mediocre at his very best. Uh, and I thought he – had some success thanks to uh, the coattails of Brian Kelly, and I don't think we we never won a, a Big East championship outright. I know that one year there was like a three way tie with UConn. Um, <laughs> nothing that he ever did really impressed me as as the coach here, and I I feel as though Satterfield is trending much more towards a Butch Jones serviceable, but not out to lunch like Tuberville was. Well I still much more football to be played under his reign here and but to me right now it's a little bit more of that than than Tuberville just hey, you guys got this right I'm going to go I'm going to go hit hit the course have a beer finish the sandwich and maybe I'll be back.
0: Yeah you know, I think people see a CEO head coach, they, and at least from the camp of being a Cincinnati fan, and they automatically think Tupperville, because that's their their recent negative, mm-hmm. their most recent negative experience with that. And the real matter, the real, the real, the fact, real fact of matter is, we don't know, yet. We do not know. We don't know what's going to look like when it's all said and done. Uh, uh you know, he is not thick. Thick is not him. He is not Tumberville, Tumberville is not him. He is Scott Satterfield at the end of the day. Uh, and every coach is different. He may be a like disciple of a certain coach, like Butch Jones was a disciple of, of, uh, of uh, <laughs> um, Brian Kelly, took after him a little bit, followed his footsteps kind of there for coaching school to school. Uh, but again, different coaches at the end of the day. Every coach is different. Um, and if... Scott Sarfield turns out to be the, the wrong hire. Oh well. What are we gonna do at this point? You know? Especially yeah. year one. I it's it's okay, it's okay to acknowledge that we have standards of where we want to be. Um, but again, when we talk about this expectations about where we're at and realizations yeah. about where we're at. Um and this is not a big excuse for Scott Sarfield. Again, the 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 play an effort on, on on Saturday was not where it should be, even f- for him as a coach. And that, that has to reflect badly on him as well. But there are still factors working against him, and I would like to see where we're at when everything is working as it intended for him.
1: Yeah. And like you said, this week's a get-right game because they all are a- until you get right. And Baylor... We go, I will be anxious to see how we respond after coming out having an overall, like, like I've said, uh, or I believe to be an overall poor performance. How do we, do we fix that and, and come out and play a little bit more inspired ball against the Baylor bears. Hopefully uh, you know, we can, we can parlay that into an Oklahoma state team uh, on the road, which will be a little bit tough, but they've certainly not again, another team that's maybe not lived up to expectations have, a lot of people I've seen questioning Gundy and, and where he stands in the program. And then you have our, our good friends down south in Florida coming to Nippert. And uh you have Houston, who somehow found a way to win the first Big 12 game um, out of the you know three American teams. How they did that, which was, was literally a miracle is, is how they did <laughs> that. I won't say how how they did that, I don't know, but I do know it was literally a, a Hail Mary miracle that that won in their first game. Uh so the Plenty of opportunities here to, to to fix what's been ailing us.
0: Yeah. Uh again, the chances are there. It's a team that we match up well against. We're both not having a great season. Um would I love to see this team rattle off four straight wins? Absolutely. Yeah. Um but it's about it's it's at this point, it's about improvement. And stabilization, and and yes, and finding positive notes in the season. um and That's and that's not apathy at this point. This is just where we're at. We 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 are not. We are not above five hundred right now. We will likely not get a bowl game. So at this point, what we have to look forward to or are our hope or want at this point is what we're allowed to want and that's just for them to to, to win and, and get better and and see improvement and see the systems start to work and 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 see them figure things out um again i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm, I'm reserving my full judgment at least until the year the end of the end of the year too yeah
1: um it- yeah on a sort of a um, unre- unrelated note, th- this week is a a big week for the uh, three previous American teams. You have the Bearcats facing off with Baylor, which you know before the season you might have said that was a uh, you know pretty exciting game to look forward to. You have Central Florida against Oklahoma, and you have Houston versus Texas. So definitely uh, some. Some big games there for three out of the four newcomers. I think BYU's off this, this coming week, uh, but at least for the teams that were previously affiliated with the American Athletic Conference, we definitely have a a nice slate of games for those three teams.
0: Yeah, you you, you want to kind of see your teams slay their uh, connected demons at this point. Yeah, for us, West Virginia, I think would be our our old misconnection. Uh, West mm-hmm. Virginia was also that for Houston with the uh, coaching connection there. Uh, yeah. for UCF, it's gonna be uh dealing grave uh yeah yeah
1: playing. yeah you're right
0: um so everybody' everybody here has a little bit of baggage that's playing in the conference currently um i i think that my assumption is uh dealing Gabriel is going to just eviscerate them uh and <laughs> want to them. i won't eviscerate them um <laughs> uh, but for us Baylor you know against Baylor it's uh it's a uh, it's it's hoping that our, the matchup that we think we have is actually there. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, uh, I, I was watching the college game day and the, they, they shifted the bet towards, uh, towards I, ISU. I was like, Oh, we're going to show them. We got this. Yeah. We we're gonna No, they were right. They knew what was happening. They saw something mm. <laughs> that mm. we didn't. Um, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's hard to go with Vegas on anything at this point when it comes to this team. Uh, but on paper, we match up well. We just yeah. we just won't know. They need to have a good week of practice. They need to, you know, hopefully that hasn't lost the locker room just because it, losing just does not help that, especially as a new coach. Because you have holdovers. You have guys who stayed. Um, some people are just resisting the change, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and culture changes. Uh, so, hopefully, some of those guys who are looking for reasons are not like oh, see, I told you, and they stop playing the way they should. Um, yeah.
1: Because uh, I think we still got plenty, mm-hmm. a handful of guys that are NFL talents mm-hmm. or have NFL expectations. So, that's got to at least keep you a little bit more motivated than, hey, I'm, I got to find something to do after this. Yeah. So, uh, underclassmen, upperclassmen, I think we got, we got guys that are trying to make it. To the next level so I, I think I I would hope that would you know h- help them keep stay motivated and then help them also motivate others
0: yeah absolutely uh I mean you know and it's hard to say who the leader is on this team that yeah. can pump a fire mm-hmm. you know into those guys um again it's and it's a new coaching regime you, you have your teammates are new guys too with the portal the way that's that works now um you just and as outsiders we can only kind of get inklings even from coaching interviews and things like that yeah you know obviously you know every once in a while you get like a player tweet or something like that usually gets deleted after a fact (laughs) um but you 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 hope that at some point they can take a, a nice long look in the mirror um and and decide they want to expend the effort because it looks like it looked like when things started to go wrong even the small inklings we just would just ah here we go again and it 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 was in the body language it was it was it was in the air even all the way Mm -hmm. up here away from the stadium (laughs) uh it was you know social media it it it, it wasn't even you could call that apathy maybe but like you just don't like to see that um yeah. and again that's only coach to fix in the way because it is his program but I'm, it's also not grounds to you know find the coach and get rid of at this point because we can't and it's again year one so yeah yeah you can be right about this you can be right that he wasn't the right hire but do you want to be right about that is the other question no <laughs>
1: no you do not yeah <laughs> Let's um, let's talk about a team who I didn't really know was active right now in uh, in October. Yes. Uh, and maybe maybe you can give me some insight here. But the baseball Bearcats. We're going we're going to talk about them for a second before we talk about the basketball Bearcats. Um, a little bit of fall ball action here uh, as yeah. on on Sunday as the Bengals won today. Let's throw that out. The Bengals mm-hmm. are. they beat the seahawks i'll take that uh but baseball fans who who did not get their fix with the the reds not making the playoffs and sort of falling off of a ledge could uh could take their attention down to to clifton and where the bearcats dominated xavier this week 19 to 1 Mm um we're gonna I've said this before, but I think with your help, we we can actually cover the the baseball Bearcats a little bit more uh, as uh, you know their season really comes to stride in the spring. But a little uh, you got the hot bats here in, in the in the, the fall ball action hitting. Yeah. I don't know how many they hit today, but scoring nineteen runs is not easy.
0: Yeah, no, uh, it, I mean it, it's also great to see that against you know the the, the boys from Norwood. Um, I mean, some guys were just were just hot today. Al Jones, Karen Cross, uh, uh, I think Jesse uh, Hunter Jesse had a pretty good run, home run out there. Uh, it's interesting to, uh, and I'll have to go back and watch the tape because it the score update was literally just an hour ago, so uh, I haven't got a chance to look at it too much. Um, but it looks like everybody was giving themselves a piece. Um, the it looks like the uh the new era is off to a hot start. <laughs> obviously it's uh it, it was a uh, uh one game uh but you know I, like, I i like to see that.
1: um you know looking through uh the uh Bearcats baseball twitter mm-hmm. i just realized i wasn't following the new coach is it is it Beichel? Is that as i say the last name?
0: i, I think that is Technically i pronounce it. I could be yeah, wrong. We'll
1: call it that. Jordan <laughs> looks like looks like he's you know pretty involved around campus. He was uh he was at the game with uh Josh Harrison, former uh Bearcat baseball player who's the connections. Um, yes, good connections to have there. Uh and I don't I don't know the other guy. Oh, he plays for Oakland, uh, Ryan Noda. So I uh, I just followed him on Twitter. I thought I did already, but uh, definitely looking forward to learning more about the, the baseball team and uh, following them a little bit more closely here. Because uh, I think with the you know a new conference, new coach, what could go wrong?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, he's gonna he's gonna have a little more time to prepare. Um, That's he's true. Getting That's into true. The, the bulk of the season, um, not short notice, uh, six months. uh by the way, I just get hired, and recruiting season's almost done. <laughs> Let me see what I can get. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I liked his energy. because he did great things. Uh, you know, a stop before that. It's our turn now as a a power five school to start plucking guys away uh, from <laughs> from uh, from G five schools. So um i'm looking forward to it uh the energy is really good around the program um it's nice to have alumni come back obviously yesterday was homecoming so you know, you never know who you're going to see um, yeah uh, so uh harrison gets to stay in the the, the fancy suites <laughs> away from all that but still <laughs> making connections with alumni like that is is great for um showing the players that are already here and the boosters that you care about the culture of the team um Clearly it seems to be working so far. Again, you're, you're you're beating the boys up from Norwood nineteen to one. It's uh <laughs> it's gonna be a good sign at that point. Um I intend sure. to uh keep track of these guys throughout the, the throughout the season and, and and throughout the off season. Um I have season tickets to the uh the uh Bearcats baseball. Uh it would be smart to uh get in on that deal. Uh just because it's it's affordable, you know. The Reds are a little suspect as a as a as a franchise right now, and who wouldn't want to support, you know, student athletes and and uh, coming out to see them play uh, the sports that they love? Um, but yeah, again, I think we're in a good direction. That's a that's a good sign. Strange, the weather was great enough for it. Um, keeps them loose. Uh, yeah, just just old fashioned fun. I'm, I'm yeah, excited. Definitely.
1: What I am uh, getting more and more excited for, Darren, is college basketball to be back.
0: Um,
1: I, I, to be honest, I don't watch a ton of college football outside of the Bearcats. I watch some, um, but I don't make it a priority to, to watch a, a ton of basketball or football. Uh, but basketball, on the other hand, it, it's I'm I, I'm a hoops junkie. Um, <laughs> From, from any and, and every level. Uh, and Jeff Goodman today, a, a basketball analysis, I don't know where he's working these days, uh, but he tweeted out about a super secret scrimmage between the Bearcats and Maryland. Maryland is supposed to be, no, they, well, supposed to be, they're supposed to be a good, very good team this year. Uh, already uh preseason top 25 team. I think they're projected in the third or fourth in the in big 10. Uh, so supposed to be, you know, a solid team. Remember the, the big 10 is, is kind of stacked uh, again this year with uh, that giant that Purdue has, even though they lost the six, you know, 16 seed yeah. in the tournament last year, but, but, you know, the, the big, big 12 definitely, or the big 10, I'm sorry, the big 10 will definitely hold their own, but uh, the Bearcats reportedly lost 74, 70 against uh, Maryland, Maryland, on Sunday in, in a super secret scrimmage where neither Aziz Bandango or Jamil Reynolds played oh, um, I think yeah oh, I, I think I, I've seen enough on Twitter I'm, I'm going to go with that there's been enough people say that they they're not even allowed to participate in scrimmages so I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say and report report <laughs>
0: uh, I'm going to go ahead
1: and, and talk to that as as if it were true. So 7470, uh Seamus Lacosius 14 points, led the Bearcats, Dan Skillings with twelve. Um seventy-four seventy w- without the, the the guys on waiver, I think that's a, a very promising um preseason scrimmage, if you will, for, for what the cats can be capable of this season.
0: Yeah, no, that's it's a that's a great sign, especially you know, uh, with uh, the way basketball season starts. You're 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 desperate for any crumbs that you can can suck off the floor there, um, and, and seeing them hold it close to uh, what would be a a, a powerhouse, mm-hmm. at least in the stands over the past few years, um, is a good sign. Uh, you, you'd you'd hope to see that in year in uh, this point for uh, for Coach West. Um, so it's it's promising, um, especially when you don't have your full alleged roster or starters, mm-hmm. um, or what you assume be your day one starters.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, with the you know the little hype videos, the little uh, <laughs> you know uh, highlights from practice that the the media team's putting out, definitely has uh, you know Bearcats Twitter and the or Discord. Uh, has it a, a buzz about the the possibilities of this season? Um, we are going to talk more about that, Darren, next week. Hopefully, after a Bearcats football win against Baylor. Hopefully, hopefully. but we have uh, we have friend of the show and former Final Four participant, the legend himself, Terry Nelson. Coming back to the podcast to uh, to give us a full breakdown, full preview, season preview for for the Bearcats basketball team. I'm excited to have him back on. Um, he he kind of volunteered about it, uh, on it too. I didn't have to reach out. I, I randomly saw him at the uh, at the Oklahoma football game. There was a ton of of basketball alumni there, and uh, you know he he was talking to me. He's like, "When are you going to have me back on the pod?" I'm like, "As soon as you want to come back on, man." He's like, yeah, we'll do a season preview. I'm like, done. Saying, uh, I, so, anytime we can talk uh, to T. L. about basketball, um, mm-hmm. I know he, you know, has his finger on the pulse of, of what's happening. So, next week we'll have a, a full breakdown with him. I'm super excited for that.
0: I'm looking forward to it. My body is ready.
1: <laughs> I think Darren. I think that's that's all I have for now. Um, I'm glad we decided to do this today. Mm-hmm. I, I felt it a little therapeutic. I kind of I texted you and I was like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna do this on Monday?" And you're like, "Sure, but we might as well just get it out." And I'm glad <laughs> I did. I can I can sleep better tonight now that this is out of the way. Agreed. Yeah. Well, we will uh, we will be back next week. Hopefully, after a Bearcats win, we will see. And um, I don't know. It is what it is, man. We'll we'll get there. I'm out of beer. I'm probably gonna have another one because this team makes me want to drink. So. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, cheers and go Bearcats.
0: Bearcats.